Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Welcome to Mama Interview 26 with Julie Clark. Thank you. It's my great pleasure to welcome you to this interview. Um, I'm delighted, humbled to be here. And uh, with our first question is, how and when did you become involved in drama education? It's a bit of a long story. And, um, when I was at school and in Year 12 in 1972, um, drama in education wasn't, uh, wasn't a, a subject in the curriculum, but a teacher came to our school and he was from the UK, he was an English teacher and he was an actor and he directed a play and I played the lead in the play. I didn't come from a a background of a family that went to the theatre or anything like that. Um, But I was in this play and I really just stopped my life and committed myself totally to it. I I was running into the library to get makeup books and backstage makeup to buy makeup and didn't go to class. Consequently, when I did my um, exams at the end of the year, I'd been a, you know, a A-level student and I didn't do as well as I should have. Um, I got into arts at La Trobe, but I had applied, my first uh, preference was to be, to go to Melbourne State College and do drama. And who knows why, but I really wanted to become a drama teacher. So I went back to school, repeated year 12, went back to school. And um, so that that year then I, I, you know, blitzed my year 12 and so I ended up getting into um, Melbourne State College. Had my interview where they said, are you sure you could wear bell-bottom tights? You won't be, you know, won't, <laughs> won't be too shy, lacking self-confidence. So once I assured them I would be all right in bell-bottom tights, um, I got into Melbourne State College and, and so that's how it started. And I knew nothing about drama. Um... But by making that choice, you talk about those life-changing choices that you make that send you off in another direction. By waiting that year, um, so I started in, at uni in 74, I was then with um, Peter Elliott, um, oh. my friends Jane O'Shaughnessy, Tony Tataro, into a, a group of, of people that uh, have um, lifelong friends. They're still uh, my friends now. We're all celebrating our 60th birthdays at the moment. And um, So, yes, uh, one, to my decision that I was going to be a drama teacher, I wasn't going to go to La Trobe to do arts, which is what I'd got into. Um, so, yes, to go back and then to be with those people. Was, uh, and, and, of course, that choice to commit my life to working drama is just amazing like it's made me it's shaped me it's who I am 
Oh, how fantastic to hear that. What dedication, <laughs> even from a young age. And, you know, that, that teacher, I met him at a drama Victoria conference. Um, he's still teaching in Victoria. Oh. And I met him uh, maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago. He sidled up and sat next oh. to me. I hadn't seen him since I was at school. And it was just so wonderful then to say, I owe all this to you. Oh, how fantastic. Yeah. And so, I, I, I suppose we get that often now, don't we? We're always meeting ex-students who tell me that they, you've affected their life and um, helped them determine their direction and they owe it all to you. And what changes have you witnessed over during your time as a drama educator? Um, I think, uh, obviously, um, curriculum has changed. Because when in the, those years from 1974 to 78, when I went to university or Melbourne State College as it was then, um, very similar to the conversation we are just having, we weren't prepared at all for, to be drama educators at all. And it was a matter of sink or swim when we went out. Which in itself was wonderful. I'm, I'm really grateful that I went to uni in the 70s, the, the wanking years I call it, because you could major in puppetry. You could do subjects called improvisation and interpersonal relationships. What did it mean? I don't know. You did roll around those studios with group gropes every class. <laughs> it was just... It was all about the group and, and uh, it was very, very social and it was deep and it was meaningful and we were so honest with each other. And, and lots of fun. And lots and lots of fun, but uh, didn't prepare us for teaching at all. But I'm, I'm very grateful that I've, I've you know, then managed to find my way. So curriculum changes, I think. Um, there was no curriculum when I started teaching 1978. So we would try to um, emulate what we'd done in college. So it, it was game playing. It was, you know, it was just a waste of time, really. It was game playing. It was about the group. It was about interpersonal relationship. Um, with a bit of Dorothy Heathcote thrown on the top, so we'd do a bit of role stuff as, as well. Um, but, you know, long, long warm-ups that took you know, the first 40 minutes of class <laughs> and five minutes of content. And I really think my first um, eight years or so, I was at Melton High School then, um, that, was, that was the way it happened. You'd gather with your clan and you'd share ideas and games, but there wasn't very much more um, substance to it than that. So... Then, in the later 80s, um, we were still creating our own curriculum. Um, I changed and started teaching senior classes then too. I moved to Essendon, which was where I went to school, incidentally. I never intended to go back and teach at Essendon, but uh, um, just the luck of the draw. It was like buying a lottery ticket and Essendon came out and I was there. Um, so when we were there, we were creating our own curriculum, but we were teaching. I was teaching um, STC, which was like like alternative year twelve, um, and so then we started to become theatre makers. I would do a lot of. Um, I'd be making theatre because there was lots of small companies that would come and stimulate us and want to work with us. So I was always, um, and we were known for a school with flexibility and 
interest in raw kids and, and honest kids, so uh, people would seek us out. So my whole curriculum then was sort of shaped around whatever experiences. I might be taking the kids on tour or um, West Theatre Company was in our backyard yes. and they were the, the um, first group of graduates from uh, College of the Arts. So they were just doing dynamic things all the time. So we were all, you know, one minute we'd be floating down the Maribyrnong with a huge puppetry performance or we'd be doing fire puppets in the park or wow, whatever. So um, it was really exciting. You didn't know what you were going to be doing next. And, and, um, so, and I took the kids on tour a lot then too, which was very exciting. So we were shaping curriculum. Um, I'd, just, I'd take things like um, book week, uh, where you yes. build curriculum around, you build plays around. So it was about theatre making then. And then, so then when VCE came along, I was very resistant because I loved what I was doing yes. in the late eighties. Yes. Um, but of course, VCE was the best thing that could have happened, really. And uh, so that really firmed up the curriculum and and um, you know gave us our, our pathway which we've been teaching within you know, with all its revisions so um, yeah those changes in curriculum I think changes in that the small companies were yes. were there and um, and then now they're not there to to help um, yeah so I think and can I just refer to my notes? Because there was something else I wrote about that. My scruffy notes. I wrote three things this morning. Hmm. Oh, and our professionalism, that's right. Yes. I think there's been a huge shift in professionalism because I don't think we were particularly professional in the in the eighties. Um, you know, you'd be teaching with hangovers, throwing lessons together, <laughs> because you didn't have that foundation um, of, of curriculum. Um, and I think that that's one thing, even though students coming out, um, they're not particularly well prepared, well, neither were we, but they do come out of university with a professionalism about them, and I think that that's, uh, that's been quite a change. And this leads beautifully on to, what, what do you think have been the highs and lows of your career? You know, that's it's the career itself. Being a drama educator, it's the art form and the creativity. It's the love, you know, the love. I know. Yes. The lo- yeah, it's the love of the students, the love of the art form. It's the excitement of creating. It's it's never doing the same thing twice. And of course, you don't notice that thirty seven years have gone by when you do something new every day. Yes, that's so true. privileged, so privileged to do that. It's just been amazing. So um, highs and lows, oh, highs. Uh, in recent years, you know, the success of, of students, students, um, student work in top class. Um, a high for me was I was one of the very lucky few who actually got to teach drama and theatre studies. Oh, wow. You know, there's only a very small hand people have done that. So for, you know, nearly 20 years, um, I had both of those studies. And then the school got rid of theatre studies, sadly. Um, 
but yeah, that was just wonderful. And so that meant that uh, students, were, knowing that we offered drama and theatre studies, would come to Essendon so they could do a, a specialist visa, a performing arts visa, so they could do drama, yes. theatre, music, uh, dance, great dance as well, and English. So for many, many years, we attracted these magnificent students. Um, still, we attract magnificent students, but yeah, they, their performing arts VCE was a real draw card. So that was a high. Um, for me, uh, you know, I've, I've produced, um, directed uh, 27 plays, I wow. think. Um, mostly musicals, but um, in for in 2000, um, the city of Essendon uh, built a theatre, the Clock Tower Theatre. So that was an absolute high for me, and I've worked re- very happily um, in that theatre for uh, to do my shows. Uh, so that's added a, a professionalism to showcase my my work or my team's work. Uh, so the high is, of course, the teams that I've I've worked with kids that I've worked with. On the negative side, um, and uh, there's there's one really distasteful thing that happened. And uh, maybe maybe this will be cathartic. Maybe I'll get this off my chest and put it in the archives. We used to send our kids to um, over to South Australia. Oh, I was really involved in the theatre sports movement yes, from yes, the word go yes. when it came into schools. About 1988, that started when Keith Johnson yes, uh, yes. came oh, wow. to um, Australia, and, and um, so theatre sports became huge. And there was a, a great theatre sports movement in schools, and so we would have lots of workshops, and we'd work with. Um, Oh, you know, Glenn Robbins and lots of people who've gone on to uh, make their name in the comedy world were there working with the kids. It was fabulous. Um, And so I've always had um, a great affection for and an element of theatre sports in my work because I believe that spontaneity is the absolute foundation for anything that uh, a drama student does. Um, So I was preparing some kids to go over to South Australia to perform in a, a... comp that we had an exchange and I went I asked him from Melbourne to send uh, somebody in to do a workshop yes. to help with preparation always good to hear from somebody else um, and this lady came in did the workshop I did say to her at the end I think it would have been better if you talked less about the the, the philosophy of theatre sports and played a few more games um, and she went back to Impro Melbourne, and I don't know what she said, but I received from Impro Melbourne <laughs> the most defamatory letter that you could imagine sent oh. to me and to my principal about what a danger to the world of drama I am, how I was banned from theatre sports, I was not to touch theatre sports for the rest of my teaching career, uh, which I ignored, of course. Um, but so hurtful. I, I don't know what I, what I did. And for, this was from people that had never met me. So that was, it took me a long time, years of sleepless nights to process that. And, and so that, oh, was, no. that was upsetting. But, uh, uh, so that was one thing. Another thing was, uh, which I think was, it was a high and a low. In 2009, maybe, um, a, a woman rang me out of the blue and said, 
um, she was from Foxtel and she was looking for schools who um, had a strong musical theatre program and uh, and because they were looking to make a, a television um, reality TV series about um, uh, schools that, schools musicals and so could we send a sample of our work so I didn't even tell the boss I just you know, edited a few samples of fabulous work sent it in and all of a sudden this Foxtel crew became quite interested in us and uh, and uh, looking at uh, we're a multi-campus school so yes. um, you know I assumed that they'd want to come work at Essendon because it's historic and beautiful no they wanted to go to East Kilo campus which was um, you know, built in the 70s and, and uh, but had a bit of colour about it and uh, so anyway they chose us to be the school that they'd make this reality oh, TV wow. series. So that was it was incredibly exciting. It was huge and difficult because we needed to film an assembly. You needed consent forms yes. from every child in the school, given the, and then you had to bust them in because we were multi-campus. And um, and so Ruby Rose was our anchor person, yes. and um, it was all about it was supposedly about a school. That had never um, that had never done any musical theatre before. <laughs> so, even though we had this tradition, I was showing that. Um, so we uh, we had this assembly. Ruby Rose came in and announced that we were the school that had been selected, and so um, and so they started. It was to do a production of Fame. It was to align with um, a production in Melbourne that John Frost was doing. So John Frost was very involved. Um, oh, wow. um, Eddie Perfect was directing it. Oh, wow. um, oh fantastic! Uh, Kelly Abbey and Kelly Akers were choreographing it. Um, Anthony Kalea was the musical director. It sounded fabulous. However, it turned very sour because Foxtel wanted what Foxtel wanted. They they had no sense of working in a school, um. and they filmed it over the Christmas holidays. But they kept taking the ownership away from the school and and we couldn't use it we couldn't do anything with it because it was reality tv so everything was under wraps like we couldn't publicize it we couldn't yes. use it for the school's advantage um so it, it became a real tussle then over the christmas holidays with me against the production team of foxtel because the boss of course was in cuba or somewhere so <laughs> to deal with all this they um the it was a one-off show. It was going to be performed in the Regent. Um, they said, and you know, I was allowed to be present. Oh, that was the other thing. I went to rehearsal. They were doing the school scenes for Fame. Um, Eddie Perfect. I didn't like the. I didn't like the way the scene was looking. I thought I can give Eddie a few tips, so I took notes. <laughs> Passed on my notes. I was banned from rehearsal after that. Oh, no. <laughs> so no wonder we were losing touch. Um, but they said, you know, invite your whole community. Which there's you know, three thousand seats in the the region. Let's you know, make it all happen. So we did. We invited thousands of people. And then they said, oh no, we only want to film like the stalls. So you oh. just tell everybody not to come. So I had a oh. really big fight with them then. Um, so, yes, it, it was actually quite a sour experience. The performance was, you know, well below anything that I would put on a stage. Um, 
but, you know, it was all done for the cameras. So it was an interesting experience with highs and with lows. So. And did the students enjoy it? Um, there were some great opportunities for them. Uh, like, then they were continually bringing in the, um, you know, mentors of um, Delta Goodrum of yes. drop in or. Um, who are the sisters from Brisbane? The, the, um, Not the Veronicas? The Veronicas are oh, dropping. Wow. Um, yeah, so there was always you know, interesting people. John Frost had dropping. Oh, okay. no. Oh, <laughs> well, we're going to have to serve a few more questions. Sorry. Um, do you have, um, did you have any mentors or collaborators who you've had the good fortune to work with? Well, first, I think you have to just have a, a big thank, a big thank you to Drama Victoria because you know, they continually refresh and provide us with persons like yourself who inspire us. My my colleague, the musical director, used to love seeing me come back from Drama Victoria conference. He said you could just see on my face, in my eyes. Um, just the excitement and, and it was the one time in a year for me where you actually get with like beings so um, the, the wonderful work come, comes from Drama Victoria um, I've done quite a lot of work with Meg Upton yes, and yes. Uh, to watch Meg teach my students in wow. workshops uh, she wrote a thesis about the students uh, so she's been really interested in my work and my students and, and I've I've oh, uh, been very interested in, in what she's done. Um, Rob Galbraith worked very closely with Rob. We, um, oh, late 90s probably, we established a drama network um, uh, which was very successful with um, St Columbus, uh, Judy Jack at St Columbus, Peter Elliott at Pasco Vale Girls. And in that network over the years we've adopted people who needed support um, and Rob was part of that drama network. Uh, so, yes, it was wonderful to, to work with Rob and, and lost him far too yes. soon. And sadly. Yes. Yeah. So, have you got a secret to your longevity? Yeah. Well, so I you've think been it's teaching for 37 yeah, years? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, think, I think it's... Um, you know, it's, it's the love, as I said right at the start, uh, and, and never doing the same thing Think twice. twice. Yeah. Yeah. Always um, believing that you can make magic, knowing that you can make magic, um, not asking the people around you, can I do this, but saying, um, you know, oh, this is what I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, so it's a great privilege, you know, really. The, the drama educator is the icing on the cake. And yet, don't you notice that this is a bit off off the topic? But uh, at staff meetings, you know, there'll be an innovation of you know we've got to engage students by doing yes. this, that, and the other. And you sit there and you think, oh, this is what I've been, been doing, doing this, this for the last twenty years. Yeah, this is what drama's <laughs> all about. And any innovation that comes along, anything that has a glimmer of excitement is what we do and yes, so you're so right yeah the kids want to be there um kids the kids skills have you noticed that kids just become more and more skilled the the quality of their work i don't know what it is um more opportunities for expression yes. i think um yeah just so talented and, yeah, I love, um, you know, the solo performance and, and monologues, the, the opportunities to create that sort of work has been marvellous. 
And what advice would you have to pass on to the next generation of drama teachers? Probably what I just said to you then is um, don't say no. Of course, how can, how can I do this? How can I make the magic? And um, yeah, and, and so just to forge ahead. So we better have a look at your oh, have a look uh, at my artifact. 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 My artifact is called E40 Drama. Oh. I taught for nearly all of my time at Essendon, which was 29 years at wow. Essendon. Um, I taught for all of my time in a tiny shoebox about the size of this room, so 10 metres long, 4 metres wide. It was an ex-tennis pavilion. Um, oh, wow. And so an E40 was the name of the room. Oh. And when... Should just can you just hold on to that? Sure. When I was uh, me, not my, my most flattering picture, and a wonderful choreographer, a musical director I worked with. Um, but this, I thought this might be interesting. In the shoebox where I taught, at the end of each year, the students would they had the privilege to graffiti the wall. And so they write little notes about, maybe about their solo performance characters or um, oh, just maybe about their affection for we love drama. <laughs> it's all about the love. Um, so my friends presented me with this when I left oh, school. Oh, a real book. Oh, wow. Oh, isn't that fantastic? So that's a bit special. And then um, it goes on and they've just... And this is really only made since you know, the digital age. Um, so we have a very good math teacher who's a photographer in the school. And um, What a beautiful record. So this, this is just um, pictures of my work. And this is all since we had the clock tower. So, um, you know, it's a special theatre and done some beautiful, beautiful work there. Yes. Ah, oh, sure, that's wonderful. So, oh, they're all there. Greece. And my school, even though I had nowhere to teach, um, my school was always prepared to spend a lot of money on our productions. You can see it in the production values. Mm. Wow. That's my daughter singing right there. <laughs> oh. So, um, yes, and there's many, many beautiful pictures there. So that was my artefact that I brought in. And I said, what, what, are you, what are your associations with dramas, Victoria, Drama Australia, or any other connected to drama education? Um, so you've obviously I've, been a member of Drama for I've a long been, time. Uh, yes, and um, and the Drama Networks. Yes. Well, the Drama Networks has um, sort of faded a bit this year, unfortunately. Oh. Um, just like I've faded a bit this year. I've been really fortunate. I've um, I've been to a couple of world conferences. Um, Did you go to Ideas? Uh, yes. Yeah, in Hong Kong and um, one in Brisbane. Yes. Good. Our family holidays used to be determined by where the uh, national conference was. <laughs> We'd head off, although in recent years I was too busy rehearsing in um, when the oh. conferences were on, so I haven't been so much. Um, so 
I haven't been heavily involved with, with Drama Victoria, but just a great fan and, and uh, incredibly appreciative for all it has to offer. And I think for the, you know, you said, what would you say to a, a, a graduating teacher? Sign up your membership for Drama Victoria for sure and build yourself a network. Create one if there isn't one. Yeah. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>